Hello everyone, welcome to season 3 episode 4 of our podcast when we met. My name is Pawan Rochwani and I think by 35 episodes we have already established who the host of this show is. So let's not get into my introduction. This show is produced by Platform for Artists and is supported by all our community members. A big shout out to each one of you who listens to this uh, these episodes every every Friday weekly and you keep sharing this on your IG stories, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you all talk about this podcast and these episodes. So thank you so much for supporting the show. I keep seeing this again and again that even though it's been like almost a year that we have been running this podcast, um, this show is still young and needs all the support and help from you all. So thank you so much for supporting us throughout this uh, year. It's, it's, not, it's still not been a year, uh, so I don't want to celebrate about it. Wow, we've completed a lot of podcasting and things like that, so let's not get into that. Uh, before I even introduce you all to the guest of this episode, I just want to make sure that you all are updated from the social media content that's going around about Unseen and Online Free Market. Unseen and Online Free Market this time has 50 artists and it's happening from 1st November to 10th November. It's a way for us to you know, bring in some action into these movements which are like hashtag artists supporting artists or let's say hashtag uh, support small business owners and things like that. We, we usually just keep uploading content by using these hashtags but how frequently are we, you know, bringing some action and movement into these entire campaigns. So uh, this online free market is a way to support these small business owners, these creative entrepreneurs. Uh, in whatever capacity we can and and the best thing about this uh, this upcoming free market is that this is in partnership with InstaMojo and today on this episode we have Akash who is the co-founder of InstaMojo and we're going to talk to him about a lot of things including how the online e-commerce business and the entire ecosystem has you know evolved in the last decade what currently uh, small business owners are doing during this pandemic uh, to sustain their business, to grow their business and, you know, some other things around that. Uh, but please, if you if you don't know about this partnership, about the upcoming online free market, just go to our Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever, or the newsletter, if you are subscribed to, you will already know that, um, what the details are. If you want to support this campaign, you can even support uh, and volunteer for this campaign. We, we are more than happy to have uh, as many people as we can for this uh, campaign. So all of these details are on our Instagram page at the Red Platform for Artists. So just, just go ahead, uh, check it out, and you will listen to my conversation with Akash from here onwards. Thank you so much, Akash, for giving me your time and being part of this uh, conversation. I know, like, out of random, we've been connecting you to me and then we're recording this. And also the entire online free market partnership that we are doing with InstaMojo. So thank you so much for giving you giving me your time and also for partnering with our community about this upcoming online free market. Ah, no, not all for I think a pleasure. Pleasure is all ours. Uh, definitely happy to speak to you. And I think what what we're doing with this online free market, I think it's just fantastic. I think it's a great initiative, and especially in these times with you know with COVID and all you know going on, I think this is a great way to boost uh, you know entrepreneurs out there and you know give them basically a platform to to showcase your products and you know get an audience i, th- I think it's fantastic great i'm going to ask you some very specific questions to the flea as well but but something that i really really st- like when i stalked you on twitter i found this that 
you also did not like the documentary the social dilemma and i also kind of disliked the documentary because for me the documentary just said the all the negative sides and the dark side of the internet but it really did not say that how facebook or let's say the internet in general is helping entrepreneurs small business owners creators on tiktok instagram wherever twitter anywhere else uh what's your take on social uh, dilemma movie in general is what i really want to know first aha so uh yeah but see i don't think it's a bad movie right uh, so i think my point was something else so uh, yeah so there are multiple things to it right let's uh, so i think first of all right as a movie and you know any of you know these creative arts it's a uh, i believe that in any of these arts you can and you should take sides right you don't always have to be unbiased or you know give a very neutral view as such you can and you should in many cases take a side and some of the best creative expressions are when you you know very much you know you have a very strong opinion about it so in that sense i don't mind the darkness i don't mind that you know they painted a very one sided or a very gloomy picture i'm very much okay with that what what i found a bit surprising was and it's not disappointing but this surprising is out on twitter for example right i could see everyone commenting it's a great movie and all of it like and i felt it for some of you all who have been in the tech space right like someone like me who's part of the tech ecosystem none of this was a surprise yeah and this is something that you know we've been seeing for years now i remember like maybe about 3 4 5 years back we've been talking about these things i was having a discussion about this with a friend few years back is that as a product what facebook is doing that it's working though it's very engaging and all of it right but that's not always in the best interest of the user which is you and me so at some point if you're really working for the core benefit of your user you should have something to keep those things in check right make it maybe like less engaging right or in some ways to ensure that as a user i get out of it right so yeah. for example let's take it to a different angle altogether right? if you're an alcohol company you're selling alcohol great right you want your consumers to drink more alcohol that's how they make money for you but at the same time if you know that hits through the roof if your consumer is just drinking alcohol all the day then he is not going to be a good customer for you in the longer run so keeping that point in mind in some way right i think it's a very extreme point but so i was just surprised that people found it uh, so and like they are like there's nothing new in it right yeah for for a layman for someone who's outside of this ecosystem yes right for the average user out there it sure it should be a revelation to see what's happening and in that sense i think the movie did fairly well it made you know gave a it made things very simplistic to the few examples which they had right the constant storylines which kept happening about uh, about how the algorithms work or about how you know the, that family right uh, how they were impacted right like this young boy and his sister right how they were impacted i think it kind of hit the mark but on the whole yeah, yeah. there was there was a bit of disappointment at the same time the point which you mentioned right what is the good which facebook is doing or has done and yeah you know over the years it has got a lot of bad rep because of you know all of these things right how maybe on privacy maybe how you know how all of us have been taken into this echo chamber of sorts they made us more extreme you know where you know some of us cannot talk to the other right like cannot talk to some with the other viewpoint especially when it comes to politics right things have become a little extreme in that in that sense but yeah we do 
tend to neglect or forget that there's also a lot of good which has happened. A lot of us, we're working for small businesses. And I, think, I don't think there are many companies out there who've done more good work for small businesses. Think of it, maybe like, you know, five, eight years back, right? Or 10, 15 years back. As a small business, did you have an option to advertise out there? Did you have a way that you could reach out to your customers? You did not. And companies and platforms like Facebook have actually done that, right? It's democratized that entire thing. It helps you reach out to anyone out there you want at a fairly or in a very affordable manner, in a very specific target. There are a lot of good also which has happened, which got neglected. And in a way, I'm okay because that's not a movie job and it's not a, an unbiased media or journalism at that, right? They can yeah. take an extremist view on that. So. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm just a bit disappointed in terms of, you know, some of these things did not come out very well. And of course, the fact that some, personally, I found nothing on there which was new to me, right? I kind of was aware yeah. of these things. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I won't say it was a bad movie. I think you should still <laughs> watch it. Uh, it is, uh, for the average person, you should definitely see and, you know, get the implications of how it impacts your psyche and, you know, how it constantly, and it's not just Facebook, right? Every other tech company as such, right? how they constantly drag you into their their ecosystem yeah yeah and especially like for you you have been in the tech industry for like more than a decade so like for you obviously it might be like uh, you already know some of these things but but for me like i i just read some of the tech blogs or let's say right. publishing sites like the verge or any of the indian uh, publishing and blogs as well so for me also i was like okay i already know these things if you're seeing this is yeah. like a documentary it has to be like a like a both side or told about yeah. all the aspects of it. Uh, but yes, I mean, but good, good thing. Like I found somebody who also kind of agreed and said that, okay, the movie was not that great. It was okay, decent enough uh, to like, just watch it. Uh, something I want to ask you because you said that, you know, five, eight years back, we, we did not have the option to, let's say, uh, advertise about our small business or uh, the, the way these platforms have democratized or, uh, you know, just just made everyone equal and given equal opportunities. How really you think was the internet for small business owners, or in general, how the internet was like a decade ago? Because I I became active on the internet in 2012, 13 around that period. Because <laughs> before that, it was so expensive to have like a Wi-Fi or whatever uh, this thing, and I was really a kid in 2010, 2012. But I would love to know about what was your experience of the internet back then. So, uh, see, I don't think I've been an early adopter of any of these things, right? Of maybe the internet or, or of all the various fantastic tools out there. But I have been on the internet for a, for a good two decades now. Since, since the very late 90s or early 2000s, when, when we discovered uh, the chat rooms, and you know all the amazing music which was out there. It suddenly had access to so much music, and of course it was all pirated. But it was free access to so much music. I think that was amazing. And over time, I remember the that moment of I don't know, like that eureka moment. I remember I think back in engineering college when we discovered Wikipedia, and a friend pointed this out to me like, oh man, this is so amazing, right? And it's I think that's the best part of internet, right? It's been what, 15 to 20 years now that Wikipedia has been there. And today you see how great it's become, right? I mean, it's anything that you bought is there, right? Practically anything. And it's still a yeah. place which is not, let's say, you know, it's not too biased or it hasn't been taken over by extremists on either side of the, of the on any, any of the spectrum, right? I think 
It's fantastic. So I've been seeing internet since those days, and of course, over time we had Orkut and Facebook, and you know, all these social media coming in, and then WhatsApp happened, multiple things. So yes, it has been growing. In the day, you know, in these, uh, you know, in the, in the last decade, it was a fantastic place. Not that it's not, but it's a very different place. It was still, you could call it the preserve of those early adopters of a very limited subset of the total universe out there. which also made it very creative you had a lot of very sharp opinions a lot of you know very good things happening and so that that's not happening today it's just that today there's a lot of other things also on the internet but i think in that sense it's really taken up right uh, things have grown when we started our instagram mojo which, which is 8 years back there was no geo whatsapp wasn't on everyone's phone the way it is today yeah. right but today internet is such a big part of everyone's life I remember I would a decade back I would spend maybe like an hour or two on the internet every day right for different things and you could kind of buy that time right yeah maybe I'll do a half an hour of you know some social networking maybe I'll you know spend like a half an hour or so on maybe YouTube or something or the other right maybe some research for some some work that I'm doing but today you practically there all the time I don't know if you spend even like you know half an hour of your life not on the internet. Uh, yeah. So, in that sense, it's really come up by by leaps and bounds, and and the audience is very different, right? Like like I said, and in those times, it was just a preserve of some early adopters, some primarily young folks who were also like somewhere you know working close to the internet in the you know in the academic or you know uh, tech circles, right? But now it's it's very different, right? my mom is out there you know doing whatsapp and other things all day and you see that all of us have family members of whatever ages my kid who is 6 years old knows how to you know take my phone or my wife's phone and you know, go on youtube and navigate through that he takes up a phone and sends me whatsapp messages all day right? so my wife has been sending me whatsapp messages for the last few days it's only my kid who does that I'm, so in our house right my mom who's old my kid who's like super young right all of them are on the internet right and i think that that's happened over the last decade out there businesses have been using it in different ways i think that's a great part of internet which is everyone or i would say everyone but of like one third of india is on the internet today and uh, globally it's of course a much higher number right and this one third also will change it is it's increasing drastically especially by what jio has done over the last few years this this will keep growing so i think that's that's a great part right people have discovered internet for various ways for their self expression for their businesses in, in multiple good ways the the concerning bit is how how centralized it has become there are there are a few companies which dominate it in such a big way and i think it is the very nature of the internet this will continue right you see a lot of power getting you know residing in those central platforms you know few official let's say facebook could be one and you know, there are of course few obvious ones out there and that only keeps growing because of the entire structure how it is there because of you know your network effect because of data and machine learning and all of those things so i think that's 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 a concerning piece but i think beyond that it's it's been great right uh, it's by being used by let's say about 5 to 10% of this country to being used by about 1/3 of it i think we've come a long way in that sense yeah yeah and like thank you so much for answering that because you know i i'm i'm so curious about knowing what really was 
before like I got introduced to internet. Uh, so like, thanks for answering that. Something that I want to ask you specifically to your journey, like before you started InstaMojo uh, in 2012, you have worked at multiple different organizations. And when I put it out that I'm interviewing Akash today, a lot of people wanted to know really your journey as an entrepreneur and how you made that switch and transition from, you know, being an employee at an organization and then uh, being a, being like an entrepreneur. So like, how was it? for you that transition? It was, uh, it was a great transition. At the same time, wasn't uh, the easiest of months. I think it's uh, being an entrepreneur is a mindset. Some of, some folks are born with it or, you know, they have seen this in various ways through their journey. And some of us, you know, they kind of built it over some time, right? Or maybe when you get into it, you realize it. So when I was working, right, and, and of course, I worked in multiple companies in various capacities, right? From, from working in engineering to working in operations and marketing and there are multiple different things I've done. But there was one thing which I was always looking for, which is like, what makes you happy, right? What tells you that, you know what, okay, this is a job which I, which I enjoyed doing or not. I think a couple of things I was always looking for is, one is to create some impact, right? You want to do something good and you want to see whatever you're doing have an impact out there a positive impact and you want to see how it is benefiting folks, people, companies, and everybody want to see how it's benefiting people out there. The second is I wanted to enjoy. So there is this thing that you know what, okay, there is this, my work life and then there is my personal life. And somehow I could never, you know, have a disconnect like that. I think there are not two lives. There is me, right? If I'm spending, seven, eight, 10 hours a day in an office or working somewhere, I want to feel happy during that. It's not that, okay, this is a miserable time, but you know, this is what I'm doing to earn my pay or earn my living. And then I go out and then I live my life and be happy. Right. I think I wanted to be happy throughout. And of course I wanted to keep learning something. So I think it was a mix of all of these, right? Creating an impact, learn something and also be happy with what I was doing. And some of my, what I realized is while in different companies, I did not always get all of this. And of course I can say this in retrospect, but yes, at that point I wasn't really satisfied. And now if I look back, yeah, maybe this is the reason I wasn't satisfied, but somehow that dissatisfaction led me into entrepreneurship, where I felt I could only be happy when I am working on something that I really enjoy and something that I feel that, you know, we are creating some really good things out there. Right. And I have enough of autonomy where I can learn and, you know, do these things. And, you know, keep making some mistakes and, you know, keep improving through that. So I think that's what led, led me to this. And of course, when that transition happens, it's never easy. And you don't think about it in such a deep manner. But when it happens, it's challenging. Right? For example, in a company, right? and especially at a, let's say, at a junior level or a junior to mid level, you, you always have to work through the hierarchy. You always have to get approvals for different things that you're doing, right? And suddenly... You're out here, you have your own company or, you know, you're, you're, you're a founder, you have like one or two or three folks working with you and you know, you have to make decisions. You have to make some good, like you don't always be tough, but bold decisions, right? Which have a big impact in terms of how the company is going to be shaping up and multiple things. And you know that, yeah, I cannot pass the buck over here. I may want to take some time to reflect on what decisions I have to make, but Ultimately, it's me who has to do that, right? Sometimes you're like, it's not that I have to go through an approval or this or that. And then you realize 
the gravity of your decisions, everything that you do, yeah. especially in the early days, it has a significant impact of on the entire future of you know you for you for your company. And that sense of responsibility starts uh, bearing down on you. So that that's one thing, right? And the other thing is again, this depends on the kind of business you're in. Let's say you're a well-funded business or you're an independent, uh, like a you know, bootstrap business where you have to focus on making revenues right from day one, right? Or rather very early on in your journey. You're constantly hustling. You're constantly looking at, or you know that, yes, I have to make this much money in this month. Otherwise, I cannot pay the bills. It's as simple as that. And there is something which you're never thinking of. As you know, as when you're you know, employed in a different, in, in any company, you know, no matter what, I will get some money at the end of the month, right? That's my pay. Of course, if I'm performing badly over time, I may have to look out or the repercussions are not good. But there is that bit of luxury or cushion. And when this hits you, you start thinking of it all the time. You know, you're always thinking, what can I do? How can I grow my business? How can I build this into a bigger thing? Can I earn more money? You know, you start thinking of all of those things. And what that leads to is, I think the biggest transition for me was getting used to the fact that your mind can never rest. And even today, right or eight years down the line, people ask me, so Akash, you know, as an entrepreneur, how busy are you? Or how, uh, like, you know, how is, you know, what's your work-life balance and stuff? And I think, I always tell them, I'm not really busy. It's not that I'm working away 24 hours, not the case. In fact, I have a lot of time on my hands. But the, but the other part which has happened is, I'm always thinking of it, right? You cannot take a step back, or you cannot forget about, about the business at all. That never happens. You cannot go on a trip and you not think about your work because at the back of your head, it's still there. You're always thinking, what's good for the company? You know, what can you do in the longer run? How can I grow this? Or you know, whatever challenge you're facing at that point of time, you're always thinking of it. So in that sense, your mind is working nonstop. And I think that's the biggest transition which I kind of had to get comfortable with. So, and of course, everyone has their own thing, but this is the challenge which I faced. Yeah, and I think I, I'm very sure all aspiring entrepreneurs who must be listening to this, they'll, they'll be like in complete awe with this, that, okay, this is actually the major transition that we have to do. Not like, okay, work-life balance and all those things, definitely that has to be done. But that mindset change and mindset transition is something that's very, very important. Uh, and, you know, something that because you were seeing that you your decisions that you take and, you know, will affect the company, will impact so many people and not just you. Uh, I want to ask you, like after eight years now, when there are like more than a million uh, businesses listed and using Instamojo constantly, how how is it like like not just making a decision for yourself or for your employees, but it's for like one million businesses and their customers. So probably like a small decision might be impacting 50 million or 100 million users out there in the country or globally. So right. how do you take a decision for such a big uh, audience? So there is, uh, it's not a complicated process at all. In my view, it's always about first principles. And you go back to the very basics. And that, that's what I do, right? So every time I take a decision, it's, it's like a couple of things I'm thinking of it. Is this good for, for us in the longer run? And when I say us, I think of all stakeholders. Is it good? For, for the company, for our customers, for our employees, whatever, right? So based on what decision it is, always think of that, is it good for us in the longer run? And I think that that's about it. 
are we making are we doing something for a short term gain which will affect us in a bad way in the longer run if yes then you know what let's not do it unless of course there are some really imperative challenges that we are facing but yeah so i think some, that that that's a bit of things that we look at right think think long term and that's i think the ground rule the very basic uh, first principle that i always keep in mind got it got it something that i wanted to ask you uh, specifically now towards like i'll also tell you how we came up with this idea of online free market because during the pandemic we we had no clue when the offline scene will start uh, when can we have like an offline free or any other event in general so right. we have been using insta mojo for almost like 2 years now and initially we were using it for some offline ticketing or let's say when we had to sell some products or things like that uh but during this pandemic there was no logistics happening no deliveries happening no offline events happening so definitely all that was gone and eventually that led to us to come up with an idea like okay let's host like an online free market which will you know be for the festive season and it will help uh the small artisans small business owners and also will will be useful for uh the audiences as well because right now the sentiment of support local buy local atmanirbhar bharat and all those things is is really at peak so we were like okay let's let's try this out so for us the pandemic kind of changed uh it in this manner that we had to move a lot of things to like online how like you have noticed as the co-founder or let's say somebody who's working at the organization how the other changes for multiple other businesses that are listed on insta mojo how the pandemic brought changes for them what are some trends that you have seen during this pandemic when when this started right back in march with the the pandemic and the lockdown so things went haywire most businesses were taken by some bit of shock things went down right? the general economy went down everyone saw very very sharp downturn but what happened after that is of course like so some businesses couldn't help it right like for example we have a lot of travel businesses on insta mojo and they could foresee that yet you know this is not going to change for a while right let's say for a greater i mean of course initially we did not know how long it would be but you know for the next few weeks and months things are going to be really difficult but they, they reacted in terms of how can we sustain or you know keep our business surviving for this right or like how do we come back after this i think for some of them it was very clear that things were going to be down for a while but we have to ensure that we come back after this some businesses saw saw an uptick in terms of you know they had let's say more customers especially the businesses who were already let's say selling e-commerce once in the education space right? they saw that things are growing right so they actually had to cope with it and they had to make ways wherein they could cater to the you know bigger demand that they were seeing but at a at a much uh, much bigger level there are two things that we've seen one is things have accelerated like on the last few years there has been this trend of businesses coming online and i think businesses have been realizing right that you have to adopt internet you have to adopt technology for some aspects of your business it's not always about you know having your own website and trying to sell through that but there are many more aspects to it how do you engage with your customers how do you maintain let's say your books how do you market to your customers can you build how do you have how is your brand established online all of so the multiple things that go into it and businesses were taking up to it this is the entire trend of digitization over the past few years that has accelerated 
that has sharply accelerated businesses have realized so for some businesses you know that you know this is what i have to do it just that i will do it at some point and for many of them you know that point has come like i cannot delay this anymore so i think that has changed it's not something new it's not something that we did not know of but it just hits you in the face that yeah this is the right time this is a time that i should be adopting internet so in that sense things got accelerated the uh yeah so i think that's one thing right the other thing is we have a core belief right it's a as a company and as a person right we have a core belief which is people are good and businesses are enterprising right so every business person is very enterprising so no matter how difficult times get you will find your way out of it and out of it doesn't always mean that you know you will thrive or something you also have to take hard calls maybe realize that this is not the thing for me but at some point you know what is out there what tools what products are there you know how to make sense of it which was our thesis about building insta mojo when you know what let's build a simple enough platform and let's see what people do and a kind of base people engaged with it the kind of different use cases that we saw the kind of different businesses that were happening insta mojo it surprised us it still does right every day we get surprised you know yeah this is something that i never could have foreseen but there is a business which does this i could imagine there is a business which does this there are so many of those there i've seen a lot more of that in the recent times i think people are enterprising and they have yes some will do it faster some will be a little slow at it but you will adopt to it right so people do adapt to what's there like we have this so called new novel and which it is right it's things have changed there are some things which maybe have changed for good then in some cases we might revert to our older ways in some cases we might not but businesses have reacted to it and many of them are so they are shaping up and you know what building a business which will work in this new normal so i think that's that's like a core belief but that's also very good to see that being reinforced yeah and i think there were like two kinds of uh, situations for business owners one who were like worrying about how can i cater to the increase in the demand that's coming in uh, and second was you know who were trying to go digital create their website create their insta mojo store and things like that in fact for for this upcoming free that we are doing out of 50 artists uh, only like 20 25% of them already had their like online store or a website rest 70 wow. 75% they created like their insta mojo account now like in the last 2 3 days so that was also surprising for me like something that's you know so easy to create like it's it's so easy to set up like a store and start taking online payments and you know list your products and things like that but still like they were not doing and they were waiting for like an online free to happen and you know eventually coming that which yeah. which you know i wanted to ask you because we see like no doubt the internet is present in all the metro cities there is geo there is some great government policies and everything that's there in place but uh like when you still go into the rural areas or let's say villages or some smaller districts still people are not there yet uh digitally present like they have not listed their businesses let that be even on google maps or on facebook or something like that uh, right. i'm not just talking about having a website or an insta mojo store but but also mm-hmm. like listing it on google maps um how do you think like when when can that uh, you know the difference that's there in the metro cities and in the rural areas how can that be bridged and when when can we see that happen i think it is happening but of course that gulf will remain and it's not going to happen overnight 
but we see what we been seeing for the past you know year or two the lot of companies or products coming in which are well as they say is built for bharat right so high i don't like that term or uh, other connotation there but yes what many have seen and realizes there is a big enough segment a big enough number market out there and those needs are different right let's say someone in a in a smaller village or let's say tier 5 city has seen a different uh, ecosystem from what someone in bombay or bangalore has and uh, and of course their their customers are different their needs are very different it's good that companies are baking up for it and they're building products for them but at the same time it's going to take its time there is there is a difference between let's say you know at a, at a very factory level between cities and villages for a reason and that just doesn't just go away of course internet will help drive the difference down over the years but it's still going to take time and i think there are there are a couple of things that have to happen for this or rather no that will happen over time one is that those businesses those artisans everyone out there in a in a you know smaller smaller place right be it a smaller city or a village they will get more conversant with internet they will get more conversant with e-commerce which is something that you know they are still baking up right so they will of course be lagging behind your others but they are getting there so it might take another few months another few years we don't know but it, it's happening the other is as a simple consumer you also realize that you have to support support that there's an entire movement today about uh, local sustenance vocal for local and you know things around that and we very also feel that it's also a part of a small responsibility that i want to support my local businesses i want to buy products for them because it helps this economy grow it has the ecosystem grow around me so i think that awareness is also coming in and when both of these happen right i think both of these will grow one is from the business side one is from the consumer side both of these grow what this will lead to is it will lead to a lot of different kinds of efforts which is we will see new models coming in it could be like you know cooperatives or multiple things right like specific uh organizations and chapters which are going to be helping in these aspects and so i think that is happening it's just that it's early and it's not something that any of us can really drive because this is it's like a tide right so all of us i know we tied a boats in this tide right when the tide rises everyone does benefit but no one can individually force the tide right that only happens because of the sun and the boat so you can't individually drive it you need bigger movements happening for it you need maybe initiatives at the government level but even broader i think it's just a matter of the economy growing as the economy grows all of this will keep falling into place but yes like i said right this is something which has been changing but we still some time away for it to make a really big difference and i think we'll see over the next couple of years we'll see some good models coming out in this space got it got it one last question uh in something that that's that's something like even i want to know uh, personally an answer about because like you have onboarded a million uh, business owners turned them into like e-commerce uh, you know like businesses what are some common mistakes that you see small business owners when they are venturing into like let's say digital businesses or like an e-commerce kind of business what are some common mistakes that you have seen they are doing when they are moving towards digitalizing their business wow <laughs> uh okay that's that's a tricky one so so i mean i don't know if that's a really 
uh, like you know maybe like a great mistake or something but one thing that i've seen right and especially for for someone who's new to it when you you know pick this journey up you tend to get overawed by it right and especially the first time when you let's say start going online what you end up doing is you try to you know you spend too much time trying to make a perfect thing right something very fancy something very beautiful something perfect and then can we realize that we spent actually a lot more time on this which is justified and what we have to know is the way you as a business look at what you're doing which is you know what business it is or what product it is right and how you're solving a customer's need the way you look at it and the way a customer looks at it is very different the customer doesn't always care for what the product is in terms of you know how beautiful it is or you know how much effort you put into it you there's something which is let's say personality which is your problem the amount of hours i spend into this the amount of effort i put into it is my problem and the customer doesn't really care for it the customer cares for is how then is the problem getting solved so i think there is sometimes a bit of a disconnect between these two the way you look at it and the way your customer looks at it right and as a business you have to always think of what is what is the customer looking at does this make sense from that point of view so i think that's a mistake i've seen that a lot of especially first time businesses or entrepreneurs make the other thing is when you come online see ultimately a business is a business no matter if you're an offline business or an online business you're a business if you're solving something if you're adding by adding some value to the to your customer you make money off it if you're able to do that you will survive you will thrive that's how every business work it doesn't matter in what space you're in but at the same time there are certain aspects which are let's uh, call it new or unique or with strong advantages for an online business especially when dealing with e-commerce and all which is this is the first time when you have when you can have such a direct relationship with your customers which wasn't the case earlier by virtue of being online having customers come to you transact directly with you via through your website or some other channel you have direct access to them and there is so much more that you know about your customer about who they are about where they are coming from about what their preferences are and this this is this is a kind of insights which a traditional business did not have now how will you do in the longer run is in a small way determined by how will you leverage these how well are you able to take these insights and do things in a better manner which is about building a better product which is about solving the needs in a better manner if you are able to take advantage of this massive advantage that the internet gives you then you're in good shape so i think that's one thing that any business which is going from being an offline business to an online business has to has to figure out and the earlier you do it the better for you yeah and i think what you said that you know you you when you come on the internet and bring your uh, business online you're also building like a personal connect not just let's say with people from one particular city or one particular segment or culture it's now open to anybody in the world who who has like internet connection so yes. you're forming connections and you know that relationship with your customers globally not just like in a particular city which is which is like the difference uh in case of when it's just an offline event but uh, thank you so much akash for you know doing this conversation i think it's it's been like an half an hour of like a workshop for me about the internet about uh entrepreneurship and everything and i'm pretty pretty sure everyone who's going to listen to this or uh, watch this somewhere on youtube or instagram they're going to be pretty excited and feel insightful after listening to this conversation that we oh, have had so. if and if someone feels a waste of your time please uh, message me directly <laughs> but 
but yeah please please do that i would uh, i would love to hear back definitely i'm going to ask uh, every listener and everyone who dedicatedly listens to this podcast i'm going to ask them to you know tm uh, you on twitter or linkedin and tell tell you about how they uh, like this episode and if they did not like it or anything like that and if if you all want netflix recommendations please go to akash just dm him on twitter uh, he'll tell you some tech related netflix documentaries or movies or series to watch have you yeah. akash have you watched the great hack uh on netflix uh, which is on cambridge analytica about the cambridge analytica yeah yes yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah. it's it's actually so, surprising i think just a few days back right uh, maybe yeah like a few days or a week few weeks back they were kind of absolved in the in a in a, in a yes. legal case right so yeah. everything that we knew kind of comes into question now so yeah i think the key takeaway is be very careful of and i keep telling my mom about this be very careful of what you read out there just don't uh, follow it with a with you know with blind faith or with a like you know don't just follow it because it's coming from someone that you are personally biased towards so yeah question everything we <laughs> i'm i'm i probably i'll probably like record separate netflix conversations wala uh, <laughs> podcast on some other day but uh, thank you so much once again akash for giving me your time and doing this conversation today information about unseen and online free market just visit us on instagram at the rate platform for artists and from there you can find all the details about uh, this upcoming online free market uh, if not you can even attend this live session that i'm doing with uh, the insta mojo team on facebook it's it's happening on 31st october i'm not very sure when you guys are listening or watching to this episode so it's it's happening on 31st october saturday so you can just check out the insta mojo uh, social media channels you will get to know more details about what this live session is about what this conversation is about and very important on 1st november there is a community meetup uh, again on the all details on the instagram page at the rate platform for artists please please try to attend these free networking sessions and free meetups that we are hosting for different artists it's it's mad energy trust me like um people from across the country across the globe musicians photographers writers designers entrepreneurs everybody everybody they they are part of these uh, meetups that we host almost like alternate sundays uh we would love to have you uh, this sunday at the meetup and you know also tell you uh, some more things about the online tea market or get you introduced to a lot of other artists this time let's try to have like more than 500 or Let's say thousand artists at this meetup, and trust me, when we are networking with thousand different people, it's it's going to be mad, mad. Uh, let's make that happen. Uh, and if you have any any questions, any suggestions, any doubts, just DM us on Instagram at the Rate Platform for Artists. Thank you so much for listening or watching to this episode. Uh, you can listen to any of my podcasts on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Hubhopper, and Anchor. I don't know if there are any other.
podcast box teacher whichever whichever podcast app that you use it's going to be there if you don't find it just google when we met podcast and something might just come up and that's also okay uh but once again thank you so much if you like this episode if you like the show please share about it tell your creative friends uh, about these conversations that we do and let them be part of the community thank you so much take care stay safe stay indoors something that i say at every like at the end of every episode is the lockdown might be lifted but the danger is still out there i don't think so it's it's working anymore i, I might have to come up with some new statement altogether to tell people that stay in those but we figure that out um by next episode or if you have any suggestions please please feel free to uh, tell me what statements i should use so that it can make people aware about the pandemic that's still going on out there and about the covid-19 virus that's still out there but take care stay safe and stay safe.